The reading is taken from Habakkuk chapter 2 from verse 6, 6 to the end. Will not all of them that taunt him with ridicule and scorn say, Woe to him who piles up stolen goods and makes himself worthy by extortion. How long will this go on? Will not your creditors suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you will become their prey, because you have plundered many nations. The peoples who are left will plunder you, for you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Woe to him who builds his house by unjust gate, setting his necks on high to escape the clutches of ruin. You have plotted the ruin of many peoples, shaping your own house and forfeiting your life. The stones of the wall will cry out, and the beams of the woodwork will echo it. Woe to him who beats a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by injustice. As long the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labor is only fuel for the fire, that the nations exalt themselves for nothing. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbors, pouring it from the wineskin till they are drunk so that he can gaze on their naked bodies. You will be filled with shame instead of glory. Now it is your turn. Drink and let your nakedness be exposed. The call from the Lord's right hand is coming around to you, and disgrace will, over will cover your glory. The violence you have done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, and your destruction of animals will terrify you. For you have shed human blood. You have destroyed, you have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Of what value is an idol carved by a craftsman or an image that teaches lies? For the one who makes his trust in his own creation, he makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to wood, come to life, or to lifeless stone, wake up. Can he give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver. There is no breath in it. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray as we listen to the word of God today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to hear your word. We pray that, Lord, you will open our hearts uh, to hear from you this morning. Help me, Lord, as I speak to your people. In Jesus' name, we pray. I want us, um, me and you, to take an imaginary uh, journey and um, imagine some situations in life and see how we can respond to them 
if we are in their shoes. What comes in our minds as church when we hear that a preacher on the streets of London has been arrested for preaching the gospel as it happened on Southgate this year? Or when we read in the internet about the NHS nurse in 2016 who offered a Bible to a cancer patient losing appeal after tribunal ruled she was rightly sacked for religious favoritism. That's not all. I want to take you back to my country, Kenya. I remember when the Al-Shabaab militiaman group hijacked a bus with 60 passengers in it and isolated uh, the Christians and killed 28 of them. That was not all. The same Al-Shabaab gunmen attacked an university, Garissa University, take hostage 700 students. And in that, they again selected Christians and released the Muslims and killed 148 Christians. How do this family reconcile themselves? What comes to our mind apart from being moved by their cry? And we too, we will cry out. This is not fair. How could this happen? That's what we can do, cry. But the truth is we cannot stop the evil or bring justice to this world but God the righteous judge will one day our place is to wait patiently to that day even when it seems slow to come it will come and the question is when it does which side will you be Last week, we looked at uh, chapter 2, verse 2 to 5. Kindly, let's read uh, verse 3 to 5 together. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks at the end, and it will not prove false. Though it lingers, wait for it. It will certainly come, and it will not delay. See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright. But the righteous person will live by faith, by his faithfulness. Indeed, the wine betrays him. He is arrogant and never at rest because he is as greedy as the grave and like death is never satisfied. He gathers to himself all the nations and takes captive all the people. We saw last week that what God is doing when he spoke to his servant Habakkuk or what God he will do and what our response will be is to wait patiently and the character of the enemy is also described 
in verse 5. This gives us the contrast of only two ways to live. A person who trusts in the Lord, whatever the circumstances you live in, and a person who trusts in himself, proud, puffed up. Babylon in the Bible, as well as being the capital city of Babylonian Empire in Habakkuk's times, becomes a symbol of all rebellion against God. Rebellion against God is to disobey God's authority in our lives. And Habakkuk, and that is the world Habakkuk was living in, and that is the world we live in too, a world of people who disobey God's authority in our lives. But God assured Habakkuk that although the wicked may be laughing now, at the end they will be weeping. One, on the last day, God will deal with those who commit evil, for he sees the wickedness. This means that Habakkuk can comfortably sit patiently and take comfort in the fact that God, the judge, is coming for those, or judgment is coming for those who trust in themselves. And that is, those are the verses that we read uh, today from verse 6 to 20. Even though the Babylon looked invincible, God's power will bring him down. And this is the section we see God pronouncing a detailed crime of the Babylon that they committed. And the main message is who's to the wicked. God sees the act of the wicked and on one and no one will escape his wrath. There are five who's in this section and each exposes the character of the Babylon. But we begin by verse 6a, which begins with a celebration, a celebration of a downfall of a mighty powerful enemy. And it introduces us to the first who, which is who to him who trusts in wealth by extortion. The Babylon had been enriching themselves with the plundering wealth of others, but such ill-gotten gains is short-lived. The Babylon, the world power at that time, so has all the world powers done through the ages and is still doing the same. Time moves on, but unconverted hearts remain the same. And yet the scripture tells us that those who have been exploiting others, time will come for them to be exploited too or to be destroyed. See what is happening in Sudan today. The president who has been there for many years, President Omar al-Bashir, ruled his people the way he thought best. Many were being made poor and a few were being made uh, rich. The people have raised up and Bashir is no more. That's what will happen. Human hearts keep on wanting more. 
And the question is, how long must this go on? The answer may not what you want or what you expect, but it is until our human hearts are changed. Because we want more, more, and more. We are always greedy as the grave is. We introduce our second vow. Who to him who trusts in unjust gains? Verse 9 to 11. The imagery here is that of an eagle that has built its nest on high and thinks there is no chance for any predator to attack. The second who is similar to the first, the exploiter knows that his own life is in danger and protects himself. And to protect himself, he sets his net high, thinking that they will, not, they will be so high that they will, not, they will be beyond reach and the problems of ruins. That's not the case. Babylon wickedness was so great that even the woods and the stone would cry out against them. Let's read verse 11 together. The stones of the walls will cry out and the beams of the wood will echo it. Just imagine that, being rejected even by your own house. There will be nowhere to escape the clutches of ruin when time comes. The third who is to him who trusts in establishing their kingdom through violence, bloodshed, and crime. Verse 12, 14. And the message here is that what one conqueror builds up, the next conqueror sets on fire or knocks down. And all the extortions of the forced labor, guns, prove to be of no purpose brothers and sisters. Everything we do that is not building up or pursuing God's glory, God is it is an effort in futility. The nations exalt themselves for nothing. The fourth word here is for one who gets his neighbors to drink in order to pursue sex immorality, sexual immorality, verse 15 to 17. The Babylon degraded human life. Those whom he conquered, he ordered to rob them of self-respect and destroy their will to resist. The Bible says the reversal is the same. They will face the same shame. Babylons were so cunning that wherever they went, they made sure that they intoxicate others into their bad behavior until no one could stand up and accuse them of any crime because all were doing the same. Remember when I went to a secondary school? I was very innocent, very young boy. But due to peer pressure, I became a drug addict. I followed people who were using drugs, and I became like them. 
and I stopped being innocent. And if you asked me then, I had one song. Drugs are good, because they always made me high. This is what the Babylon, Babylonians did to all whom they conquered. That's what the world we live in will do to us, but unless we are living by faith. As a church, we are not immune to the influence of the world. Today we cannot stand up and speak out about the issues affecting society because we are intoxicated. We need to stand up and be counted. The fifth who, which is the last in this section, is who to him who trusts in idolatry and says to wood, wake up, verse 18 and 19. God speaks to the idolater who trusts objects as if they have life and intelligence. Idolatry is the opposite of putting our trust in the living God. A teacher of lies who gives false security and whom, when judgment comes, the idols have no power to save us. This can be true to us too, that we put our hope and trust in materialism and unprofitable things that we do that do not guarantee us a future in God's kingdom. Tim Keller says, an idol is what you look at and say in your heart of heart. If I have that, then I feel my life has meaning. Then I know I have value. Then I feel significant and secure. Please take a moment and examine your heart and see what is holding you from trusting Jesus? Then know that is your idol. We only need to make Jesus the supreme leader of our heart to be sure that we don't trust in our own creation, but the Creator. And as a result of the Babylonians putting their trust in themselves, judgment is imminent. Let's read together verse 8 again. Because you plundered many nations, the people who are, who are left will plunder you. For you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. God is saying, because you have plundered many nations, the people who are left will plunder you. God promises the Babylon that just as they plundered many nations, so one day others will plunder them too. The Babylonians were a perfect example of the proud who set themselves against those who trust in God. And Habakkuk could take comfort in the fact that God deals with them. Verse 16 is more evident of God's wrath. Read verse 16 together. You will be filled with shame instead of glory. Now it is your turn. Drink and let your nakedness expose the cup from the Lord's right hand is coming round to you and disgrace will cover your cross. God's wrath is coming to you, Babylon. This prophecy was fulfilled 
when the Babylonians was conquered during the Persian kingdom under Cyrus, after which the Israelites were allowed to leave and go and rebuild their homes in Jerusalem. We don't need, we don't need to bet on this. If God judged the Babylonians, who seemed impossible to stop, then let's take God's words to be true when he says, the righteous who live by faith will be saved. God works in the world to accomplish his purpose. But God's purpose goes beyond simply punishing the wicked. God desires all the world to know him. Let's read verse 14 together. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. In contrast to the character of Babylon, a far greater day is mentioned here, a day when exploitation, violence, and injustice are no more. It is a day when the whole earth is filled with the knowledge and the glory of God. This is a day when we should all be yearning for. And because God is alive and in control of the world, and not silent like the idol, he is working in the world to accomplish his purpose of love, to save sinners. And so when Jesus came to this world, God fulfilled the first part of his promise. And through the gospel, God's purpose to mankind is known. As Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, just before he was crucified, he said to his father, if it is possible, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Remember verse 16 we have read? The cup of wrath, the Lord's right hand is coming round to you, and disgrace will cover your glory. This cup from God's right hand, the cup of wrath that the Babylon drank because of their wickedness, is placed into Jesus, who did not commit anything. But Jesus drank this cup of wrath in our place at the cross. He took the judgment of God on our behalf to rescue us from God's eternal judgment. And so that we may know him. And to know Jesus now, therefore, is to abandon the Babylonian's proud life of trusting in ourselves and start to honor Jesus as Lord in submission and obedience. Our faith in Jesus is what is separating us from the world, even though we will face difficulties here on earth. The righteous should not live by their own power, knowledge, wealth, wine, or arrogance. The righteous should live by making a lifestyle out of trusting God, no matter the circumstances. We live in the age where we anticipate the, com the second coming of our Lord Jesus. True believers in God should persevere in faith as we wait patiently for his return. God is not toying with us, nor is he playing hide and seek on us. 
He is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus will judge all mankind and those who trust in themselves will go to hell. But those who put their faith in Jesus, no matter what the situation, here and now, will enjoy being with the Lord forever. We are not immune to the character of Babylon, not unless we come to the knowledge of Christ and live a faithful life in this evil world as we wait patiently to God's judgment which is coming for those who trust in themselves but to those but to the righteous God will save at the end let's pray father we thank you for your word we pray that lord we will live and hear your word today so that lord we may not just be hearers but doers of your word in jesus name we pray